All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's me once again, B Vaughn here on We Create Music TV. Welcome to another interview series that we have here tonight. Tonight, we have an amazing. I want I want to know how to because I read a description about them as a as a group as a band, right? Uh, and from what I've heard so far, they don't really have like a a genre that they fit in. You know, where you can say, well, welcome rock band. Hmm. Welcome, you know, folk band. Mm, welcome artists. Mm, right? They're very multi-talented. They can play and fit into multi-categories. So I'm going to say welcome the multi-talented duo Nordic Daughter. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Welcome to the show. So, I see. Is I wanted to say it almost looked like it was snow in uh, in your window. Because no, it's actually been pretty warm. Um, good. Yes. It's it's pretty nice out actually right now. Probably oh, sixty degrees. Uh, oh, sixty. You said sixty yeah. degrees. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. So, let's get started. So kind of give us the backstory okay. of how you got into to music. And I would love to hear both of your your stories and how you kind of went, you know, came at this separately, but then joined up together. Well, Jason wants me to go first. <laughs> so um, I started singing at a very young age. I just love music. Uh, we grew up in a house full of music, old albums, all of the 70s supergroups, even the Beatles, you know. We we grew up with music just in our blood. And I sang, and then by the time I was seven, my parents started giving me piano lessons. And then when I was eight, we drove up and picked up my grandma's old piano. Colorado and I've I've been playing ever since but I took a break for a while for probably about 10 years and it wasn't until I met Jason that I actually got back into music and the music industry um, started running shows started managing bands uh, really delved I dove pretty deep into the business side of it. And it wasn't until 2014, after we had actually separated for about six months, that we started writing music together. And through that process, we were actually able to repair some of the challenges that we were having in our relationship and pull apart some of our baggage and ever since then we just we just keep writing songs together that are authentic and make us feel and heal and love so that is how I got into music just singing and playing piano when I was a kid and coming back around to it with this man all right Okay, so Jason, before you before you begin, there's a crackling in your audio. I want to make sure you have the best audio as possible. 
so that when you speak, there's no crackling. But I do hear it coming through. Okay. Well, we're just using a laptop here, so. Okay. Um, is that still happening? It is. Is it that? No, it's it's it, in the is audio that a fan? here. Uh, there's a fan. Should we turn off? Is there something here in the background? Yeah, well, I, I do off. hear that. I do hear the fan. Let's see if that. Let's see if that kind of fixes it. Maybe it will. Helps. You want to go into a different room? We're going to move further away from the fan. <laughs> it wasn't doing it when we started. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're going to see if we can get into a different position here. Oh, and you can see our garden behind us. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, as we take this... Uh, you know, break to get us um, readjusted and set back up. Can you hear it better now? I nope, I still hear it. I don't know why. It, it wasn't there when we first started. Because I could hear you fine and clear when we first started. But now there's a... I, I do hear it. And I want to make sure that, you know, for those who are going to be watching your video, that you have good audio coming in. So I don't know why it's doing it now. Is it still doing that? No, I can. Okay. Say that again, Jason. Yeah. Test. Is everything good? Yes. Is that yes. better? Yes. Is, can you, um, is there a way to increase your mic volume on your end? Um, yeah, but I, can, but I can hear you coming through a whole lot better now. I don't think so. <clears throat> It's I not, just that's, that's okay. I just we can probably just speak up a little bit. Does that help a little bit? Yeah, but your audio is good now. So okay, <clears> great, great. Well, All right. So while you do that, uh, let me. I need to. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to adjust on the fly, right? So <laughs> let me get them all set up in the screen appropriately. So all right. So Melissa, if you can, yep, yeah, scoot it, move it towards you more, Melissa. Oh, towards me. Yes. There, there we go. Perfect. There you go. All right. Let me switch real quick. Yes. Okay. Jason, your turn. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for doing so that. I got yes. into music pretty young. Um, obviously, pretty much from the time I can remember, I loved, you know, music and all kinds of, you know, different genres of music. And uh, um, at 10 years old, I begged my mom to get me a guitar and I wanted to be a guitar player. And, uh, but we, uh, she didn't have much money. I had a single parent. And so she actually talked to my, my uncle, um, and he actually gave me an old hand-me-down acoustic guitar, um, right after, right around my 11th birthday. And, uh, after that, I really couldn't put it down. I, I just dove, you know, right into music and really never looked back ever since I've been playing, you know, for a long time now. So, wow. Yeah, so from what I hear, you, you guys been playing twenty plus, twenty plus yeah. years, right? Yeah, yes, you say absolutely. I've been playing for a little while. Yeah, you've been playing twenty plus, <laughs> twenty plus years. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's right. I know a few chords. <laughs> you know a few, you know a few chords, right? Yeah. So you know, I always find it interesting that 
you know, where people start from, because I think that where people's journeys are and then where they end up being, you know, is, of course, in a different, different place, different capacity, different world than what they they imagined uh, in the very beginning. Uh, so like for you, Melissa, I read that, of course, you started off in, in Alaska, right? You're Alaska in Alaska. I want to say Alaskan, but I don't think that's the right way that you say it. Uh, I think it is. Is, is it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, technically, I'm Alaskan native, but not like genetically. But not like genetically, though. But an Alaskan yeah. native. Yeah. So yes. Eskimo. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and you know, just just you know, from where we start to where we are today, uh, you know, you, for you, Melissa, I'll say your career kind of took you from. Alaska to Colorado uh, and doing those different things. Uh, and for you, Jason, you know, your career took you from uh, the place. I didn't really find where you were born, Jason. I, I was looking. I was actually born in Missouri, actually. Oh. Uh, just, outside, just outside of Kansas City. So. Oh. oh, where in Kansas? Where? Yeah. Um, I was born in, in Harrisonville, Missouri. So. Okay. I spent a lot of time in, in Kansas City. Did so, you? Yeah, yeah, that's my, uh, southeast of Kansas City. Okay. Almost a suburb, basically, you know. Okay. So. Um, yeah, the job but, that I used to have took me to Kansas City a lot, so, yeah. But I uh, I spent, um, you know, most of my up, uh, upbringing in here, here, just in Denver here. But I spent the summers out on the farm with my dad's family, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I was a city farm boy. <laughs> City farm boy, that's yeah. hey, that's awesome. So, so talk about how did your 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 upbringings kind of influence your your musical styles? Good question. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So I was raised in the church, and my dad was a deacon of the church. So we did Bible study Wednesdays. <coughs> Most of my lyric writing um, tends to be pretty introspective and based on that constant internal question we have as to where we are, who we are, what our purpose is. And I attribute that a lot to my family and the way that I was raised. Um, but I also grew up with a lot of like Disney. Disney was in our family. So I've got that like little Disney, um, <laughs> that Disney-esque feel. I don't know. Mm. Like I'm in a musical all mm. the time. Mm. <laughs> our, our music actually has a little bit of a musical feel to it. Some of it. I can tell. Absolutely. It has a very theatrical, you know, um, mm -hmm. very crystal clear, like lyrical point and things like mm -hmm. that that you get with Disney. It's it's, it's it's very emotive, right? So right. so yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's very emotive. If if for those of you who are are, are tuning in live, you take a listen to that music. You can tell it it screams emotions when you listen to it. Just the passion that uh, you can tell from a, a lyrical perspective from uh, from Melissa, uh, especially in songs like "Blind Us" or um, like "Forgotten," uh, and then you can tell it's it's real. Um, acoustic, right? Because Jason, I know that you put down your electric, right, to play the acoustic. 
I did. Oh, I'm, you know, did. I set out to be an electric player because I'm a rock guy, you know, and I love mm-hmm. the, the hard rock sound and the distorted guitars. And I just always, you know, thought it, you know, super powerful, like, you know, hard rock and stuff like that. I've always been into that. But I mean, there's, you know, being a city farm boy, that's, you know, I also love the melodies. I grew up on country music. I grew up on, you know, uh, in the city listening to hip hop and 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 rock you know what i mean so like i like melody i like good beats and grooves and stuff like that like mm-hmm. in music and so but um i tried playing a little bit electric guitar with her but i felt like it was kind of like her voice is so pretty you know it kind of you know it was like overpowering her beautiful voice mm-hmm. and it makes more sense to accompany it with with a natural tone behind her voice rather right. than trying to be this, you know, big rock band with her, you know, and, uh, and so we, I naturally settled into playing acoustic guitar with mm. Nordic Daughter. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, I think even as, as bands are working together, they have to find that chemistry that allows them to really accentuate the, the, um, skills that each other has and what they bring to the, to the table. Right. So that, mm. It each fits in exactly where it's supposed to supposed to fit. You know, most bands is like, well, I'm gonna play the electric, and that's what I'm gonna do because that's my thing. And it's like you figured out how to, you know, maneuver around this electric thing. And so I I I applaud that because a lot of times most groups and bands don't don't like to do that. And so they just ah, let's figure it out. And and I know you know, and being a band, that's, those are major challenges, right? They are. I mean, a lot of bands break up because people mm-hmm. can't see an eye on what genre or what direction they want to go with the group. And, you know, those are a lot of times points of contention between people. So, mm-hmm. you know, but whenever you're writing music, um, I think if you're truly let go, let it go of yourself and just let the music take you where it's going to take you then that's when you're going to have the best experience with music. Mm. When a, a lot of people, when they try to control everything, it, it's forced, and you, you almost feel like it's forced. And I think the audience can kind of get that vibe from it too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if you listen to music, I'm sure you can hear music that's forced. And that, that, right. that they are, or they're trying to fit into a certain box to deliver a certain message or a certain feel. Uh, you know, so like my wife's an author. And so we were having a conversation one day about uh, a character that she was writing. And so, you know, and, and, and she was struggling with, was it a character or it was either a character or the direction of the, where the story needed to go. Uh, yeah. And we talked about the, the, either the character or the story will tell you what they, what they need from you, which helps you to write helps you to write the story. Same thing in music, right? So the song kind of tells you the direction that you need to go in uh, if you're really in tune with the music and with the story of the lyrics right. and of the melody. So, so yeah. A lot of yeah. a lot of artists will tell you that these songs write themselves, you know, mm-hmm. that, and it's because you're kind of tapping into that, you know, almost a subconscious feeling or something like that. And then it just takes you somewhere and you're like, wow, how did that even come about? You know, it's, exactly. it's really cool. And, and whenever magic. you get to perform like it's that, magic. whenever it's, right. yeah. And then whenever, you know, like the audience can, they can tell, they can tell that it's authentic. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, contrived. 
you know. That's right. And people connect, you know, so. That's right. And, and I think that's the thing is, right, you want people to connect to the music so that they can experience whatever it is that you want them to experience through the message of, of your music. So that's, that's beautiful. So, okay, so this is a Melissa question. Okay. Favorite Disney song? Oh. Mm. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> Pocahontas. Pocahontas? Yeah. Oh, what's, what song? Think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is just a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name. Yeah, I love that's that song. Awesome. That's you see awesome. how lucky I am. You see how yeah, lucky Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to ask. You can sing you, Disney songs anytime. Look, I had to ask because I'm a huge Disney fan. So oh, yeah. I, I love I What love is Disney yours? Disney. What's yours? Um, hmm. uh, it's from Beauty and the Beast. B. Yes. Be our guest. Put our yes. service to the test. Yes, that is my I, that is my ultimate Disney song. Right? You're gonna give me you know, singing Disney. I don't even usually sing on this platform, but or any platform. But that is my ultimate favorite. As soon as that song come on, I'm like B. Ah. Uh, Yes, be our guest. Put our service to the test. Yes, that is my. Oh gosh, yes. So my brother came. <laughs> so my brother came down from Virginia a couple of weeks ago, and he brought a karaoke machine. And so he was surprised because I caught him singing Disney on uh, Instagram Live. And so I was like, Oh yeah, I know all those Disney songs. He was like, No, you don't. I'm like, Bring your karaoke machine. He came down. He was like, You do know all these. I was like, Oh yeah. I have I have a daughter. My daughter loved Disney as she was growing up. And so we had printed versions of the song. We would sit around the table singing all the Disney songs from Beauty and the Beast Love. and Pocahontas and Little Mermaid and all these things, right? I have a daughter. so we Little Mermaid. I love Little Do Mermaid. you see the new Little Mermaid? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't it seen it yet. It come out until May. With Hallie, uh, Hallie Bailey. Well, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I want to see it. I have I still. Okay. Sorry, Jason. Once I found out that she, that, that her background was that she uses Disney as inspiration to write it, I was like, oh yeah, that's, yes. But anyway. Disney, they are classic, they're great. Classics, classics. Can't go wrong. That's right. Disney. Can't go wrong with them. So Nordic Daughter. Yes. What's the meaning behind the name? I mean, it's basically white girl, right? <laughs> 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 I don't think that's what it means. I don't think that's what it means. I'm sorry. I was so I teach I teach in a committed youth facility okay. here in Colorado. Mm. So I teach math and and these kids ask me questions and and that's what I tell them my band name is. <laughs> it basically is white girl. Wow. Um, yeah, Nordic is basically Nordic. Nordic no, is Northern very Scandinavian. Yeah, so Scandinavian. blonde hair, blue eyes, red hair actually comes from Norway, yeah. not Ireland. Mm. The Irish have so much red hair because of the Vikings. <laughs> so, of the Vikings. 
That's right. Yeah, the Vikings, you know. Um, so I am. I have like Scandinavian heritage, Swedish heritage, Finnish heritage. Iceland, which is all. Which is all Nordic. All countries. Nordic. They're considered yeah. Nordic. Yeah. So when I did my DNA, I was like, okay, this sounds great, but that was my old MySpace handle. Was a Nordic mm -hmm. daughter, and mm -hmm. so when MySpace. we first met, <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. I don't know many people We're that aging still ourselves. use that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, when we first met, that's we met through. We kind of reconnected through MySpace because we had met at a party, and I didn't show up to a CD release party. <laughs> so after I, after I failed to get a babysitter for my daughter, I found. Uh, I found his band online on MySpace, and then I reached out, and I was like, hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> so Nordic Daughter kind of came from that. I've, I've been using that name for a long time. Good progression for Nordic Daughter to come out. Um, because also have some uh, Northern European roots as well, you know, Germanic and things like that. He so. thought he was German, but he's mostly Swedish. Yeah, we did the <laughs> Ancestry.com and all that. So. He's like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So weird. it's a homage to, you know, um, our, ancestors. our ancestors, you know, and, ancestors. and the Vikings and, and you know, um, that old culture, you know. Mm. Well, also, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a euphemism for we are all products of our upbringing. We're all products of the environments that we're raised in. And, mm. and I am, I am just a product of how I was raised and how I was brought up and the things that I was taught and the things that were programmed into my mind as a child. And a lot of our songs are deeper like that. We go into places with our music that, really kind of explore that human psychology mm -hmm. so. yeah that's like the, the nature it's a little bit of nurture, a deeper right? thought <laughs> yeah yeah that's like the nature versus nurture you know mm -hmm. so you know we you know when it comes to nurture we're a product of our upbringing our surrounding our circumstances uh, how we were raised yeah. the environment we grew in and there's the nurture part uh the nurture part right which is uh just well then that's the nurture part and then the nature part yeah. is kind of those inherited things that we just have as human beings right. uh that kind or of make up who we are right? that's right our yeah. you know it's just our biology so yeah. uh but yeah it's 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 it's, it's uh very interesting you, you you state that because i knew you are an, an educator uh right and so you uh have your your bachelor's in uh music business and uh -huh. you have your master's in business when I finally was business intelligence, I was like, "What's that? What's that's like Secret Service type thing? What's what's business?" <laughs> like, no, I know what BI is. I'm just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's organizing data, basically. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I do have a question for you specifically, Melissa. Uh, in this case, okay. so you went back to school at thirty. I did. Right. How, what were some of the challenges you specifically faced? with juggling the family and the music and all that stuff at during that and going back to school. Um. 
money, money was a big one. Money. Money. Money was the biggest challenge. I was thinking it, the same thing. I was like, mm. I was like uh, the exorbitant amount of student loan debt that I'm currently paying off. <laughs> I was like, why did I take out so many loans? I don't know, but it's it's worked out in the long run. I'll be paying that off for hopefully another only five years and then I can get like my teaching forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, can we repeat the question? I got off track. No, 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 no. Challenge. Oh, yeah. I have a head injury from when I was 14. So I go off track really easily sometimes. Mm-hmm. He can attest to that. 16 years later. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, TBI. It was it was a TBI um, from mm. a car accident when I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that's probably why I didn't finish college younger, mm. at a younger age. Is I just couldn't focus that long. Mm. Um, and I had other things that were happening. Life, life circumstances. Life, life circumstances. Life circumstances takes its its play in our lives, and then it sends us sends us off on another course, and then we have to kind of traverse that road for a little while, then come back to a different place to deal with those types of things, so we can get to where we feel we need to be. So that's absolutely absolutely understandable. So I I know that going back to say that again. I said all of those all of those side paths make us stronger and mm-hmm. build character. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I, the reason why I asked that question, because I know it's difficult trying to juggle all those different facets of life while going back to school to get your bachelor's and to get your master's and juggling music and a relationship with your husband and kids and all these different different things. So I'm always just interested um, because now that I know I'm at a space where with music, I'm not trying to go back to school for for to full sale or Berkeley or any of that. I thought about it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think I, I want to do that. It's going to take too well, the much thing time. Well, the thing about Melissa is uh, she may have a short attention span, but she retains knowledge, like, incredibly. Like, mm-hmm. her ability to take tests and retain information that she takes in is insane. Like, her long-term memory is like an elephant you know like Mm -hmm. it's the short-term stuff that you know is kind of more sporadic (laughs) (laughs) but so in that sense she's actually extremely talented at Mm. at school you know um a lot more so than myself that's for sure Mm. i like to learn she loves it she did like to boot camp last year i feel like this the school part was the easy part the life part maybe was a little harder you know so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to figure out life is absolutely absolutely difficult you know so so speaking of difficulties you both are in music you do music together right so what are some of the pros and cons of being a husband and wife team within this music industry. So you can start off with whichever one you want to start off with. What are some of the pros? You go first. What are some of the the cons? Sure. I'll start with the pros actually. So the pros um, of of having a partner who, 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 you know, encourages and pushes you to do your passion in life. 
is a lot different than a lot of people where their partner feels like their passions are taking away from their relationship. There's a lot of people who really, you know, they get jealous of the time that's spent away and, and how much energy it does take to put into passion in life. And, and that's really a positive is that we have these end goals together that we're working towards and we push each other towards that and not away from it. And, and that is an amazing thing that I don't think everybody gets, you know? I yeah, absolutely. That's right. So what else? So what are some of the other pros of being a husband and wife musician team? Um, I think you can always be writing. And when he has an idea or he's tinkering around on the guitar, I kind of, I hear him play around with it, plays with it for a couple hours. And I'm like, I really like what you're doing. Let me record you so that I can write to it later. And so I think that's that's definitely a pro. The writing process is is a little bit more organic that way. Mm-hmm. And and something that I might think is just absolutely beautiful, he might he might find himself throwing away and forgetting about later if I don't stop him and say, "Hey, this is really great." Mm. Um so I think that's another pro is the writing process just is a little bit simplified because we're we live in the same domicile, right. you know? So what else is a pro? The connection, you know, like it, it, the connection we have in our relationship, but the connection we have whenever we're making music and we, we actually call our, our songs, our, our song babies, because we're like bringing life the into babies. the world, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and so um, there's a bond that happens there that like, it's incredible. I mean, mm. it's, it's such an amazing feeling to have that with somebody. That's right. Song babies. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they start as little infants and they grow up into, and to be their own thing, you know, it's cool. they, to be their and own they thing. They go out into the world yeah. mm-hmm. and they make friends. That's right. <laughs> They make friends, which are consumers and art and and people of music who right. want to hear what you have to offer. So absolutely, all right. So give then she gave three pros. Got to give three cons. Okay. She like Uh-oh. day of performance logistics. <laughs> the, the stresses day of, of being day of a musician, performance logistics putting mm-hmm. pressure on your relationship because yeah. um, it is stressful to be a, a musician. There's a lot of there's a lot of behind the scenes work, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of, you, you know, if you want to be honest with yourself, you're going to be critical. And, and sometimes that means being critical of each other. And sometimes, you know, we're not always in the, in the best mood to take criticism, you know, and from each other, especially <laughs> from each other where maybe we, you know, we've been nagging on each other about other things in the day that have nothing to do with that or, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, we get sick of each other sometimes. <laughs> he gets sick of me and you get sick of me too. Don't, don't act it like is, you don't <laughs> hey it is it is the the natural uh things that happen in, in a relationship right so right yeah that's right yeah rolling sometimes it's uncomfortable for the band members with because mm. because you wouldn't talk to a band member the way that we talk to each other. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> so, so I feel like uh, 
sometimes we were a little extra snippy with each other. And then mm. we got our violin player over here going, I think it's going to be okay, guys. <laughs> and she's like just being super I'm encouraging. Like, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, that's, I'm sure that's challenging being on the road, touring, uh, right? Everybody else in the, knows that you're, you know, husband and wife. And then, right? Because think about it. You're, you're, you've been talking about all whatever you've been talking about throughout the day, whether it's dishes or trash or vacuuming or just, you know, just the basic Wait. stuff, right? Oh, I'm putting the dishes up too loud. And then you, you know, put them like, <laughs> oh, you think I want to make this song with dishes, right? Or whatever the case is, right? It's just, Right. And so now you, 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 uh, so I'll provide an example, right? If my wife is listening, I'm sure she probably is listening. She's like, oh, I'm listening. I'm gonna get you later. So, so, as, <laughs> so, so as an example, um, so we, we, uh, well, we, she, she homeschooled our kids, right? I traveled so much. I was hardly home all the time. Right. But she homeschooled our, uh, all of our kids. She homeschooled everyone. And so, Right. So so imagine being homeschooled. She's your teacher. Your mom's your teacher. And she's giving you math, science, history, all these lessons. And then. Right. Oh, OK, let's go to the park and let's have some recreation. And at the park is life lessons. And it's like, Mom, we did, We just heard you for four hours, five, six hours at school. Like, we want we want to get a break. Right. So I'm um, so imagine I, I I can I can see that I've heard that a couple times, is and and imagine that I'm imagining it's kind of the same thing between the both of you. You spend all your time together talking about life and and, and relationship with one another, and then you got to go on the road together, and then life and relationship on the road still still takes place, yeah. right? We so can it's just like start annoying the hell out of each right? other, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So it becomes very annoying. You're like, oh my gosh, I wish you would just. Go over there, and I'll go over here. <laughs> Just stay over there for a moment, right? Just give me a... He <sighs> understands you so well. <laughs> I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> hey, baby. I love you. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, it's, it's just the... I feel that's one of the biggest cons to relationships. There's tons of pros, as you stated, for couples to work together. The biggest is you're already doing life together. When you start tying in business and have to be critical of each other when it's business related and give each other feedback on what you're doing and what not you're doing, the quality of work that you're providing and how many this is and that's and not, then it becomes like, okay, like, wait, stop. Like, wait, right. I'd rather, I'd rather sacrifice us working together. Yeah, I love you too, right? <laughs> she, she's watching. <laughs> so. I'd rather sacrifice all that to keep the relationship as healthy as possible. I, I would not, I don't want anything to come into the middle of her and I relationship, whether that's outside things like other people, others, whatever insight businesses, nothing. Right. I, my relationship with her is, is the most important thing. And I'm not going to allow anything to, to ruin or impede or impact or effect that period. So. Rita, we're constantly reevaluating and trying to find mm -hmm. a balance. And it's mm -hmm. easy to teeter one way or the other, you know, because mm -hmm. we pull back a lot from the music and what we want to do. Then we have a longing 
that we're not achieving what we want. If we go mm. too much into it, then our, our, our relationship can suffer from it, you know? So right. um, it, it, it does take a reevaluation constantly to so try it to, is a balance and balance that out, you know, that's right. And so, it's really moving. It's like a wave. It's like surfing. And, and a lot of it's like, mm -hmm. all right, baby, we, we signed up for this. So let's do it. Let's <laughs> you do know, it. some of the things we have to do are, you know, kind of daunting sometimes, you know, so. Mm -hmm. That's yes. right. So good, good. Uh, so how did you know that this is what you really wanted to do? How did you know that music is what, for the both of you, that what was that defining moment for each of you that said, this is what I want to do, it's music? I was a naive kid. <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> Ten years old. <laughs> had a vision of playing music on stage, you know, mm. uh, I'd never even been to a live concert before at that time, you know, Oh wow! I just had such a big connection with music that like, it was a dream, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, the things that you, whenever you're a kid, you know, like, I want to be an astronaut or a firefighter or something like right. that. And I probably went through those when I was really young, but whenever, you know, I just thought the guitar was so cool, you know, mm. I really did. And I just thought that that would be the coolest thing I could ever do with, with my life, you know? And, and honestly it has been, but it's, it's been tough too, you know, cause mm. there's, you know, with the amount of work that I've put into it, I could have become a doctor or, or something like that. And, uh, you know, it, and, and my career would be a lot more solid where music is very fickle. It's, it's an entertainment business. It's based on, you know, you know, it's a popularity thing, you know, right. and, mm -hmm. And though I've had some success, you know, it start, it's hard to keep consistent and, right, and right, constantly right. have success within uh, an artist's career, you know. Mm -hmm. do, do you enjoy it? Absolutely. 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 Right. You know, so we could be all these I other would things. Do, if I never performed again, I would, <laughs> I would play music and write music exactly. on my own, whether anybody ever heard it or not, you know. That's right. So. That's right. You know, we may have a career where we could be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it may be, but we may not find true joy in it as we kind of do with, with music. And so I, I, I applaud you for that because a lot of people would go, and I know, I know many people, right? I was surprised that there was a, a gentleman at um, a company I used to work with where, and, and this guy was a, a senior VP within the company. And somehow, some way, I found out that he was a, he was an artist. He, well, he used to be an artist. He used to be a singer with an actual record deal and an album put out and videos and all types of stuff. But he chose to go a different a different route because it was tough. He said, you know, it was tough to pay the bills. It was tough to continue that life. And so he was like, for me, I needed to make a switch. And so I went into, I went to school, got my business degree, uh, got my MBA, and now I'm a, a senior vice president of this company. So, but he said, if I had to do it over again, I would stick with the music. I'm like, wow. I wow. believe that. I believe that. It's I, more fulfilling. I, I definitely don't regret anything, you know? Good. I don't regret anything. And I'm so glad that we've done this and we, we get to experience some pretty cool stuff as being a, mm. a musician. Mm -hmm. We get to travel and we get to, to, you know, 
the the feedback you get from the crowd when they're just loving your performance and taking in your music and singing your songs i mean i don't know there's not many feelings i know that are much better than that really That's right you know? what a feeling absolutely yeah and well, people listen. dream about it and they don't do it you know trust me i know people dream about <laughs> it don't do it dad I trust me I know right my wife, my wife tells me you know you got the skills to do this but you just not doing it. yeah because I'm a shy person when it comes to doing that so anyway anyway shy. what <laughs> you was pretty shy I was pretty shy too it yeah. took years before he could get me on stage mm -hmm. like and I, now I can't keep her off of it <laughs> it's true I had a lot of healing mm. to do though I had a lot of ego wounds and healing mm. that I had to do from traumas in my childhood and give back music, music is therapy music, music has been the therapy music is music <laughs> is therapy I, I firmly believe that music is therapy and it can get you through the most difficult situations that you probably have ever faced uh, is the gravitation towards towards the creative, the creative arts, right? Because some people find it within music, some people find it within painting, some people find it within uh, other forms of creative, um, you know, music and arts and things like that. But it definitely is is therapeutic. So, all right. So, same thing for you, Melissa. What was the defining moment for you that said, "This is what I want to do." Probably when I enrolled in Full Sail. <laughs> but for making music or just being in the music industry, I think I knew I wanted mm. to be around music when I enrolled in college in 2010. Um, I had met Jason in 2007. We had started a promotion company here called Whisper Fiercely. We had put on two big festivals in downtown Denver, Civic Center Park, um, that were like, 50 local bands of all genres. Mm. One and wow. four we, stages. Four yeah. stages. Four like sta wow. we, one day. we did what we, we, I love music. I've always loved music, but I didn't really realize that I was built for performance or stage until I was able to kind of get over my stage fright and my self criticism. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, in our society that I live in, <laughs> I feel like women criticize themselves all the time. All the time. All the time. Trying they to do. be perfect yeah, because there's so much more pressure. I mean, there's pressure on you guys. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not the same. It is not the same level as, as women. It's not. I Yeah, I agree. It's like we're... We're caretakers. We're not just caretakers of kids. We're caretakers of our spouses. We're caretakers of the home. We're caretakers of every other person in our family. It's, it's just who we are. So we're never self-caring. And so it took a lot of years before I, I think, was capable of getting on stage and healing that shattered ego and really becoming my authentic self. So I wouldn't have been able to do it without him 
when I knew I wanted to get on stage, probably the first time I performed, which was our debut show in 2016 at the Oriental Theater in Denver. Uh, we had a good-sized crowd. We, I don't know, that feeling of just getting the reception back from the audience when I was on that stage was probably when it's almost like a drug it's almost like an addiction man you you feel that energy and you get that reception and it's it's the most validating feeling in the world to say i'm doing i'm doing the right thing this is what i should be doing for the rest of my life mm -hmm. so i don't think i've ever felt that with anything else wow maybe teaching i do feel that with teaching though teaching I, I do. that feels very validating as well if it, it it does it i will i'll agree with that so absolutely so i i in my day job am a learning and development professional so <laughs> so yes so i've been in uh, lnd for 25 years um facilitating uh, corporate leadership development courses to CEOs and all types of stuff, right? So I've been doing L&D for a whole long, a long, a long, long time. Um, it is a very fulfilling role when you see others learn and grow and develop and acquire the necessary skill sets to become competent in the jobs that they or the field that they are that they are in. So yes, so I will say that is absolutely, uh, absolutely one of them. A hundred percent agree. So, so okay. So speaking of of education uh, and things like that, so I know that one of the missions that Nordic Daughter has, uh, and I wrote it down, uh, and I, I'm gonna just read the questions I wrote it. Can you talk more about your focus on teaching children how to write music as an outlet outlet for their own voices? Well, I just started a music club. <laughs> oh. um, so we are, nice. I've been, I've been working on a curriculum uh, that actually focuses in on songwriting and learning some very basics uh, about music theory and beat making and lyric writing that can be developed within inner city schools, alternative high schools, and our juvenile justice system and youth facilities across the country. Um, I've been working on this curriculum because I have seen how much it's changed my life mm -hmm. and being able to just put my story out there in a way that doesn't really feel like I'm exposing myself completely and in a way that other people are going to relate to it so that they can heal as well. So I, I've got a little bit of, a, I think, a, a future-focused mission in my songwriting, but I want to teach kids to kind of process that way because once we start putting the things that have happened to us out right. into the world, whether it's with a therapist or a counselor or another trusted adult, kids are able to 
actually engage in learning and education because mm -hmm. what happens mm -hmm. when we have these trauma blocks is we aren't learning anything. We are, we're going to school. We're just, it, it literally goes in one ear out the other because mm -hmm. we are constantly in a, fl a flight or fight response when we are dealing with either traumas or unsafe situations at home. And a lot of our kids yeah. deal with these things day in and day out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of the mission that I have to be able to spread this tool to m multiple people. So I, whether I have to create an app to do that or I have Ooh. to push myself into kind of a, a curriculum space mm -hmm. that may be mm -hmm. where I head in the future, which will give me more touring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll give know? me more touring. That's right. <laughs> give me more touring. I, right. I just really, I want to impact the most people in my short life that I can. Mm -hmm. So I want, I want to see if I can give people as many people, the tools that they need in order to process their trauma move on from their trauma and become healthier, happier adults. That's awesome. I'm gonna give it a clap on that. That's right. That, that is an awesome, an awesome mission uh, to, and I know several educators who facilitate, whether it's at a high school level or at a collegiate level, facilitate music production and songwriting and all those types of things. Um, and it is a great tool to, or a medium to use to teach uh, skills to young adults uh, through music uh, and learning how to deal with those issues and things and struggles and traumas, et cetera, through that creative medium. So so kudos for, for that. I found it interesting. I wanted to make sure I asked that question um, just to get some more insight as to what Nordic Daughter uh, was doing in response, or not really in response, but in uh, that direction, working with children uh, Etc. So, yes. Okay. Good. Yes. No. Go ahead. Would you say? I said thank you. Oh, thank you. absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about the attire. So we're yeah. Mm -hmm. First, okay. First, let's go back for a second. And I don't know if this is. So please forgive me if this is inappropriate in any way. Right. That's just it is. Um. LARPing. LARPing. Mm. <laughs> uh, live action uh, role play? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We do kind of enjoy some of that. Okay. But mm. I really feel like that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, oh, you froze a little bit. Okay. Okay, now you're back. You have froze a little bit. Oh, I'm back. Can you yep. still hear me okay? Mm hmm I can hear you now. Okay. So we so, do like to get on stage and kind of act out the songs, mm -hmm. which is fun. And it feels like LARPing. Feels like it. <laughs> All right. Feels like what? But I'm not seeing anybody else with swords on stage usually. That's right. 
my, my, my wife says that you you guys are so cool. So yes, so LARPing, <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, no, only reason why I ask is because of the attire, right? And so n- normally when you go to like LARPing events, they have on uh, Scandinavian or Viking or uh, old English, uh, Germanic type of gear and they're hitting people with, I've never gone to a LARPing event. I want to go to one one day. Maybe I don't want to go to one because maybe I will find out that I'm just really, oh, 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 right? That type of person when it comes to live action role playing, maybe. It's yeah. definitely fun. It's definitely fun. It's yeah. it definitely, you know, it kind of goes back to the childhood spirit of mm-hmm. of play, you know, and and uh and and imagining you know yourself in a different life a different world a different time right and place you know and that's the fun part of that for sure that's right so whose idea was it to include the attire into your performance uh and into your um it was actually our old violin player mia song okay our our original violin player Mm -hmm. she i mean we already have the name and we already had some celtic and and Scandinavian like influences on some of the music, <clears throat> and uh, she just totally embraced it. She's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's do it. Let's let's put on war makeup and and dress up like Vikings and and go do it. And yes, um, and so we're like, all right, let's do this. You know, and honestly, I didn't expect the the amount of support we've gotten with it i mean people just loved it you know and mm-hmm. it just kind of kind of grew into like something i never even expected you know so wow yes because i think in the video for is it forgotten <coughs> it's probably forgotten oh, yeah. you can correct forgotten. me if I'm wrong. It's, it's whatever one jason's laying on the ground because it's like he got stabbed on the, on yeah. the beach, it's on the beach, right? Yeah, and and up. and Melissa's like, mm, she's like, I got the sword. I just stabbed you with it, right? So, <laughs> right. So, so yeah. Uh, so so it <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. I was I loved the imagery uh, and the attire, right? And so uh, wearing that uh, and and exuding that through music, it, I mean it it was something to to behold as I was watching and listening to. I think I was watching more than I was actually listening. I was like, oh, oh, she has a thing. She has, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, they got the makeup. Oh, what's going on in the background? Oh, there's a, I think it was just the more of the aesthetics that was so capturing uh, that it really drew me into into the video. I was like, wow, like, yes, I love the the attire. Um, you don't get many people who who dress up uh based upon their you know i'll say the culture that they're in i mean country country does it right they wear boots and hats hip-hop people do it because they wear jewelry and saggy pants and all that stuff but when it comes to like your the music that you do there's a whole another level of wardrobe that goes into what you guys bring to to the table creatively and musically uh, i am i am sure that you go around and do and do festivals we do yes we do. absolutely yeah. we're gonna be um oh man we're gonna be playing a festival in fairbanks alaska this year 
Nice. Uh, we're going to be playing the new Fenrir Viking Festival in Kentucky, in, Kentucky in November. Um, we nice. will be, it sounds like we're in talks with a Yule Festival in Dallas. Ooh. Can, that is can, finalized this week. Can y'all talk to the Georgia Renaissance Festival people? Right? We, yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. know them? I don't. I don't. I can. I, I can call people and find out. I will pick up a phone and say, hey, look. Because we have um, our RenFest down here every every single year. And it's huge. The grounds that you know they do this thing. Where it normally is? Do I know where? Every state is kind of a different time of year. And it's typically, um, you know, for an extended period of time. Is it that early? Probably. Yeah, I would say. I'm going to look I it up while we sit here. Probably earlier. Because Florida's January, February, March usually for all those festivals. Oh, Georgia Renaissance and Festival. Here in, here in Colorado, it's in August. It's so June. April 15th. August. So it started April 15th through June the 4th. Is, okay. when, is when they do the Renaissance Perfect. Festival. Yeah. And it's, oh gosh, it is so awesome. And you see so many people dressed up in so many costumes. And, and I mean, they're like Viking helmets. Right. Well, my son has it. My son, my wife has, I don't, she'll have to tell you what type of helmet she has, but uh, my son has a Sugarloaf helmet. Right. And so he has one of those from uh, Eastern Europe, England type helmets. My wife has a, a helmet with uh, chain mail. I bought it for her because she wanted it. Uh, but it has, it's a helmet with chain mail. Uh, shoot. Even, one year we dressed up to go to see the Assassin's Creed movie. And we all dressed oh, cool. up in Assassin's Creed awesome. gear, right? And we were the only ones that dressed up for this movie. <laughs> so that tells you we do love to, I'm not going to say we love to play dress up, right? But we do. We like to dress up fun. for those Get into characters. Get into character. It's, it is so yeah. fun. And I can see that being brought out from the music that you do and the wardrobe that you are wearing, whether it's on stage or in your music videos. And... You is choreographed, from what I understand. It is pretty well choreographed. Pretty we well also choreographed. bring some dancers in occasionally. I've, I've heard. Depends this. if they've got the budget for it. <laughs> That's right. For the That's right. Yeah. Wow. So wow, you know, we've been talking almost an hour. Does it feel like an hour? No. No. It's like, it went by quick. It's like a conversation with by, a long lost friend. A long lost friend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I found more of my humans. <laughs> she said, "My wife." She says, "I I have my helmet." That's right. So she, de <laughs> she definitely has her helmet. So helmet, <laughs> and then she has a bow. She has bow and arrows, and I can't tell all the arsenal that she has in her oh, cool. location, but she does. Um, so so let me ask you a couple more, and then we can um, I can give you your time back, right? So. Okay. What message do you want to communicate through your music? As Nordic Daughter, what do you want to communicate through your music? I want to communicate that oh, we are, we really are all one spirit. We really are. And what we visit upon each other, we visit upon ourselves. And only through self-reflection and 
finding a purpose that contributes to the greater good, do we ultimately find our way, I think, as a society, as a, as a people, as a species on this planet? We have to lift each other up more than we tear each other down. And the only way we do that is we have to do our own shadow work. We have to find out where our trials and tribulations lie within our souls, our hearts, our being. And, and we have to make the best out of every single interaction that we have with other human beings. We're responsible for ourselves. We're responsible for our actions. And rule of three, what you do and what you put out comes back to you threefold, positive or negative. Be good to each other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Be good to each other. That's right. Be excellent to each other. No, stop. <laughs> Bill and Ted, yes. Be excellent to each other. That's right. Bill Which Keanu. Is, I, love, I love Bill and Ted. So, uh, wild stallions. But anyway, <clears throat> um, yes. So, you know, when it comes to, to music, everybody has a message that they want to communicate. Uh, and so it's, it's wonderful to hear the heart of your message uh, that comes through the music that you, you portray. I think in Blind Us, very powerful message, right? You started off the video, everybody's blindfolded, uh, and you're talking about all different types of atrocities and things that are happening. I even There's even a line in there that says something about you want to treat people differently because someone is is a, is a shade darker than I am, right? And I was like, wow, right? And it, it was just, I can tell through that song, and there was imagery of war and just a lot of different things that were taking place that uh, with the with the reminder that we are we are one people, we are one human race. Uh, and so thank you for being able to convey that through your music uh, so eloquently um, that people can gravitate toward it. So absolutely. Uh, OK, two more, two, two more questions. OK. okay. <clears throat> What were some of the most exciting things that have happened to, to you, your group, your band, uh, in your tours? Oh. Some of the, uh, I know you have stories. We do have some stories. Mm -hmm. Cliff jumping was probably my favorite. Oh, cliff jumping. Um, we yeah. went to Oregon. So we in 2018, we toured through Oregon. And nice. we took two teenagers on tour with us. One that was Mia Sano, a violin player, and the other was her boyfriend who played bass for us on that oh, tour. Wow. And um, parents, parents were like checking in with yeah, parents, everything's okay. Who? Oh, and our daughter came with us too. Oh, it was, wow. it was a, a lot of fun. So Aislinn's are, was these other children's age. She was a senior. So we went, when we were in Oregon, we were searching for places to do music videos and mm -hmm. just catch some cool footage, which we still have never done anything with. And <laughs> we found uh, we found Fall City, Oregon. And Fall City, Oregon, if you've not been there, is cool. It's got this this waterfall, probably forty foot waterfall, that goes down into a super deep ravine. And we're standing there and we're looking we're like, oh, this is so cool. These 11 year old kids go dum, 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 and they just jump off the waterfall. Wow. 
What? And we're like, that's like a 40 foot drop. Mm -hmm. Are they okay? (laughs) Wow. More people started coming out and like doing flips and crazy stuff off of the cliffs and stuff. And it was actually our daughter. Like, I want to do that. And and (laughs) typical parents, no, that's too dangerous. (laughs) And she was like, come on, let's do it. Let's go. And we're like, and and finally she talked us into it and we're like all right if you go we're gonna go too and so we all went cliff diving and it actually was a lot of fun jumping not diving wow. i did not go at first no, yeah, we <laughs> like, i didn't go ahead like i just jumped yeah, we, oh. first, still. we right. weren't doing flips or nothing like a lot of these locals they, they obviously grew up doing it but <laughs> wow that was really wow. fun experience wow that you know, was and we wouldn't have done that had we not been on tour you know so. exactly I wouldn't have done it even on tour, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That my we skate my, at this. We skate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. My, now my wife would have been like, hey, "Let's do that." Well, she can't swim, but she would have still have been like, "Let's do that," some way. And so like she's her. the most. Yeah, she's the most. She is the so much more adventurous than than I am. Um, but there's reasons behind that though, because I did a lot of that in the military, and I was like. I don't ever want to do that again, ever. It was traumatic. It was, it was for me. It was traumatic. I'm never doing. It. I'm never, no. So, I'm not, I'm not jumping off anybody's building. I'm not rappelling off of anybody's building. I got hung upside down. This is sixty foot drop, whatever it was. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So, I do not need to be a stuntman. I'm done. I'm done with that. But you said you you stayed at. Oh, we stayed at this hip camp in like Dallas, Oregon. And it we stayed in the middle of this old redwood forest and they just had these goats and llamas just walking around the whole area. And the llama was the ringleader and he guided the goats to and from the (laughs) pens every single night. It it was the cutest. Yeah. And the goats were little terrors and they'd come and raid our camp and try to headbutt us wow. and, and eat our food <laughs> but wow. they were cute and fun yeah but i remember we woke up in the morning and like there was a llama sitting there and we're like there's a llama right there there's a llama right there yeah it was cool though <laughs> That's, you know probably the other cool thing that we picked up while we've been touring since 2018 is paddle boarding we didn't really, um, we had never done it before. We had gone on tour and we paddleboarded on Lake Washington in Seattle and when we had a, a down day. And there was bald eagles flying all over the place. Catching fish. Wow. And it was a beautiful day and we just really enjoyed it. So her and I, a couple of years ago, we actually ended up uh, buying a couple of paddle boards and oh, yeah. uh, and now we have them our own and they're they're inflatable so we can take them with us whenever oh. we want yeah nice. it's a lot of fun get out on the water and just enjoy the day nice that sounds that sounds very adventurous and so yes um we did a i don't know i don't know if they're paddle boats but i don't know we were in a boat and we had the little oh no actually we didn't have those okay. boats we 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 had the we had the boats or the, i don't know what they were but in st louis you got the the uh, boats that you sit on, you sit in, and you push with your feet. The, the pedal boats. The yeah. pedal boats. Yeah. Pe- okay, pedal boat. Yeah, you just. 
Yeah, then you got to make sure you turn the right way or you're, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I asked that question because I know that through touring, you get to see and experience a, a, a different world than you may have when you're at home, uh, in the studio, making music, being head down in the creative process. But I do yes. know that there's a lot of life that's, my wife's going to kill me for saying this part. There's a lot of life out there to be experienced in the world. Uh, and uh, being able to gravitate toward that and use that uh, as time to uh, relax, build your relationship. But a lot of people are surprised when you can take those things and bring those elements back into your, your creativity uh, as well. I usually find that most people are creative, not necessarily myself, but most people are creative when they step away from the studio and the, the instruments and they are out in the world and they are relieved and uh, are expressing themselves in that nature, whatever it may be, that helps them to free up their mind to be more creative in that space. So, so yes. Yes. Okay. So this whole time, let's talk what music, right? Music. That's what Nordic Daughter does is music. So what's what's next on the plate? What's coming down coming down the pike that we can be ready for to gravitate towards to bless our ears? Well, we have a video coming out at the end of the month, and this is actually the first um, cover that we've ever done, but it's not a cover that anybody's going to recognize because it's a cover from the 14th century, Norwegian. Um, it, old runic, it was written way back. It's an extremely old song, but it's wow. our take on it. It's, we put our own um, you know, uh, arrangement together on it, and she actually learned how to sing this song in Old Norse. Oh, wow. So, yes. So it's oh, not even in English. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not even going to ask for a sample. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you the link. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, give oh, us the yeah. link. Oh, my gosh, yes. Is the song already out? The song, Drum Demai, is out. Yeah, so it is. the song is released, but we're releasing the video, the video next week. Oh, yeah. The 29th. Oh. So. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I can't wait fun. to see that. Our, our daughter and her boyfriend actually um, played the couple in it because it's all about dreaming of your one true love. Mm. The song mm. is all about love, a tale wow. as old as time. A tale as old as, as time. Song as old as mine. Right, so now you're going to give me in terms of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, but yes, <laughs> see, ah, I got that. Um, wow, I'm looking forward. I am absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, so, I mean, how, how did you get the, the sheet music and stuff for? Well, um, I mean, well, it's an adaptation, though. I found multiple adaptations of it. Mm. Um, and so I listened to like 10 different artists performing this. And we put it together from there because the staff isn't even the same. It was like wow. written before everything was standardized in 440. Mm. So the staff, the old musical staff was, was four lines in three spaces. Mm -hmm. And the new musical staff is five lines in four spaces. So the way that you even um, wrote music in the 1400s, 1300s, 1200s, prior to wow. that was completely different before standardized too. Wow. Oh, 
So yeah, this is going to be interesting. I, I'm definitely going to hear the song, but I want to absolutely see the video because I know that oh, if you, it's going to be great. If you, it's going to be great. I got to see it. I got to see it. Send me It'll the link. Be out. It's yes. pretty cool. I'm sure it'll it's going be to be. Available, it'll be available publicly at midnight on the 30th. Perfect. I'm going to keep an eye out for that on your YouTube channel or wherever you're going to put it. Probably on YouTube, right? I'm going to look for yeah. that on the 30th. That's right. So, I'm, and I'm going to take a picture. I'm like, see, I'm watching it because <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that. Just just because I've already seen uh, the uh, the other videos uh, from Blind Us and Forgotten and from. Um, What's the shining what's shining like the sun? We are nope. one. Mm -mm, not shining like the sun. It's whatever the first video is on your YouTube channel. We I, are I one. We are one. Yes. Yes. Is it we are one? Yes. So yeah, I, I can just tell that I, I'm just excited for it. So good. Um, so how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about Nordic Daughter? Come to your shows. How can they connect with you? Go to nordicdaughter.com. Everything's there. Yes, um, and including all of the rest of our releases that we're releasing every month throughout um, the next three or four months. Um, we've got Return to the Wild coming out May 15th. Mm. We've got I Promise You, which is we we finally our recorded song, our wedding vows. Which was 14 years ago. 14 years ago this year. Wow. Um, and then we also have two more in line of and this is the place that will be uh, debuting in June and July. And we have at the end of June another video sh uh, um, scheduled to shoot for um, Return to the Wild, which we're pretty excited about this one. We're, we're going to get some kids involved in the video and it's going to be fun. Oh man, I, I bet it is. I be it looks like you have a lot of fun when you're making the videos because of the imagery that is produced once the video is is completed so yeah yes, van is van verhoven of b normous productions got to give a mm. shout out give a shout out that's yeah. right it is all our shooting and our editing yeah shooting yeah. videos and editing is difficult i've shot a music video and i edit videos and i do all that so yeah i, I understand the difficulty that goes into doing that whole thing so yes it is oh my gosh. So, so yes it's very time consuming Wow. So yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, that's that's Nordic Daughter. That's thank you very much yeah, for being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank it was really uh, nice to get to know you a little bit. You as well. You as well. Be, put our service to the test. Tie that napkin <laughs> around your neck, Cherie, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour. See, you can get me singing Dixie. Baby got me singing Disney. That's the only way somebody's gonna get me to sing anything on here is Disney. All right. That's right. Okay, good. So, <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind hanging on for just one moment while I close this out. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, Nordic Daughter. Oh, my gosh. They are uh, an amazing group. Uh, band. They, like I said, go. Here's the thing. Go listen to their music. That's what NordicDaughter com. Listen to the music. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. Just go there right now, right? Don't listen to me anymore. Just go directly to nordicdaughter.com. Follow them on social media. 
Not, not, they're not on MySpace anymore because MySpace no longer exists. Well, I, I think it does in some capacity, but make sure you follow Nordic Daughter. Make sure you follow us, We Create Music TV. Make sure to give a like, give a, a follow, subscription, whatever it may be. Uh, share the word with others about what we do here on this platform uh, and support us in any way that's possible. Spread the word, donations, uh, right? If you want to be a, a guest on the show, you can be a guest on the show as well. Go to our website, fill out the form. Even on our Instagram, click the link in the bio, fill out the form. You can be a guest on here as well. But thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you. And thank you very much for your support. Peace.